Okay, have you ever wanted a self-love guru? Well, sitting right beside me <laughs> is uh, is my dear wife Sonia, and she is a self-love guru. Thank she, you. Like we we labeled her that today, actually, on this podcast to wow. prep you guys for this conversation. Yeah. Well, I think it's an important topic for sure. So we lay out four strategies or four categories that um, I think will be helpful in reflection when it comes to self care, self love, and what that actually means. Because often we can think that means a spa day or you know something extravagant, and that can feel very overwhelming and out of reach. But we are talking about like the everyday impact that we have on ourselves just by the choices that we're making yeah so this framework of sort of setting up the the appropriate environment uh really is a is a practical investigation of, of the mind and the heart and how we show up uh, to conflict or challenge and different things in life and so this structure i think is very very helpful in order to reflect on and see where we're you know in the frequency of vibration of self-love or are we in the frequency of like pleasing or just trying to get things done or bypassing some of our emotional systems, uh, maybe not being honest with ourselves or others. And these are all ways that we move out of the frequency of self-love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So enjoy and please tell us what you do for self-love and self-care and just any insights that you have from it. Well, on the concept of self-love, we couldn't talk about self-love without talking about an amazing sleep at nighttime, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's one of the key elements to healthy mind, healthy body, healthy emotions, all of it. Yeah. And one of the things that we find to be super helpful is to set up your environment internally, externally, to really prepare for an amazing sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And so one of our favorite nutrients is magnesium. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that there's so many different kinds of magnesium out there, right? Yeah, and also understanding that magnesium just isn't available to us like it used to be in our soil, in our food. So most humans are deficient from this mineral and that really does influence our sleep. It influences our hormones. It influences how we perceive ourselves because it's going to influence our mood. Yeah. So our nervous system is dependent on having healthy levels of magnesium in order to support neurotransmitters, to relax the nervous system, to relax the, the smooth muscle. And so the cardiovascular system is dependent on it. So many aspects are. And the interesting thing about magnesium is actually there's different forms of magnesium. There's mm -hmm. citrate, malate, bisglycinate, oxalate, oxalate, chelate. Oh my goodness, there's yeah. so many. And so how do you get them all in? Well, mm -hmm. one of the one of the companies that we absolutely love and we found to be really effective across many different categories, but one of the the tools that they have is actually called magnesium breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And this guy is amazing because it has seven different forms of the magnesium that we need for our nervous system or cardiovascular system our digestive system our immune mm -hmm. system our brain function all of these things mm -hmm. and so magnesium breakthrough has been a well, game changer really for helping with sleep and it's it's a go-to for sonia yes she doesn't have a night without Every it night. <laughs> and when we do the quality of sleep is different right yeah, absolutely and across the board any woman that i've helped with her um, digestive system her hormones, sleep, all of it gets this bottle because it's so necessary for all of those elements. Yeah. So if you want one of these, make sure you go check out www.biooptimizers.com. And, and when you check out, use code Dr. Nick for a discount and let us know what you think about the magnesium breakthrough. It's been a game changer for us. Welcome to the Health Ignited podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. 
Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited. I'm here with uh, the lovely Dr. Sonia Jensen, and uh, we're having a conversation today all about self-love. Mm -hmm. And it was ignited through a conversation we had earlier this morning where there wasn't a lot of self-love. And so it kind of gave us this uh, moment to recognize how important this topic is. Yeah, it maybe maybe it wasn't that, that there wasn't a lot of self-love. It's just a, it, an experience of appreciating self-love through disagreement. Yes. Yeah. Sound good? Sure. Does that good reframe, you? yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, AKA, we also had an argument this morning that, mm -hmm. that felt really gross inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, this is how we work through stuff, is we get into disagreement and, and then there's um, what happens after disagreement. There's a little bit of blame that goes on and then there's some awareness, awareness yeah. and then there's some support and strategy um some quiet time some quiet time yeah yeah i don't even know if i can repeat what i just said but mm -hmm. basically there's friction that leads to some sort of relaxation uh, relaxation and healing mm -hmm. um not that we gotta need to get into the contents of the discussion but sonia and i from time to time we'll get into disagreement and then uh we have to reflect uh we're encouraged to reflect on what does it mean to have self-love so mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk about some sort of mindset or um things that we that we like to incorporate to support that process from from sort of that emotional mental emotional kind of standpoint and then we're going to get into some like the self-care practices that can be a reflection of self-love mm -hmm. so there's four big themes we'll be talking about and the first one that i think is actually probably one of the biggest is boundaries and we often don't have this capacity to say no for various reasons. Um, maybe it's because we're wanting connection with that other individual, or we're going to get a sense of a feeling of significance through whatever it is that we're saying yes to. Forgetting though, um, in those moments that maybe it's not going to serve our self as we need, need it to. And we want to maybe please others so that we are accepted and we feel belong like like we belong so having awarenesses around what we are saying yes to and how we can incorporate more no healthy no healthy boundaries that will serve not only the other person but also ourselves yes yeah, this is a super interesting one right you know when you think of boundaries in relation to to business there's this sort of idea that like you want to say yes to everything every opportunity mm -hmm. must be something good and so you want to say yes or you know in, in relationship where you want you do want to be pleasing you want the other you want there maybe the recognition of love from the other person or you want to feel like you contribute and you know, whatever that may mean. And then, and then there's boundaries to self, like with regards to food, even, you know, what you're inviting into your body. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, having uh, some appreciation for this idea of boundaries is really important. And some of us are better at saying no than others. And mm -hmm. some of us spend more time in contemplation before we even make a decision. So what are some, some strategies around boundaries that you've found to be very helpful? Mm, I think pausing is important and also maybe having, 
a knowing of what your values are and what is important to you and what is your priority. So if your priority and value first and foremost is to be able to feel joy in everything that you're doing. So for example, I've been getting a few asks to do certain talks and I made a rule in my mind and to honor what I teach and what I love to teach and what I'm passionate about, that is what I will speak to on stage. So when I'm asked to teach other things or somebody else's talk or do other things, I'm very clear that that even though, yes, from a business perspective, that's a great opportunity that could bring in other sources of revenue, maybe, or there's more um, exposure for my book and all these things. But when it doesn't feel right in my heart, I know I can't put that effort in and therefore I will not even receive the gifts that I could receive. And I know that that situation can be looked from very different angles, but I think if you're clear, so it won't matter what decision you make afterwards because you're clear on what it is that's important to you. Yeah, I think clarity is super important. Mm -hmm. and, and you mentioned that pause. You know, I think we, you know, we want to be pleasing. We want to, you know, spread ourselves in many different maybe environments to create new opportunities and whatnot. But, but if something doesn't align with um, who we are, how we want to show up, the messages that maybe we want to deliver to the world or, you know, whatever that may be for you as an individual, I think, you know, that where we gain that insight would be in that space of just, mm -hmm. oh, I need to sit with this, you know, mm -hmm. you know, see how this feels. Because what can happen is we can say yes. And then all of a sudden we have resentment and it's resentment towards something outside of ourselves. Now we had to do this thing for this other person to please them and not recognizing that it was our decision to say yes, that we did have a choice and it can feel like we don't have a choice in those moments because we're maybe trying again to, upgrade, you know, our um, finances. So we want our business to thrive in a certain way. So again, that rule of saying yes to everything um, starts to apply in our minds and in our story. But when we take a step back and recognize that just by saying yes, now we've created this other energy that's also still going to hold us back because now there's resentment attached to this, this other emotion. Yeah. And, and like, let's take a, our, like maybe an, a simpler example mm -hmm. would be exercise. Like maybe we've set it out in our mind that we're going to do a two hour run every day or something. Some, maybe something that's challenging us in a way that, that may not be serving us because we're repeating a, a behavior that's not allowing for any sort of recovery, you know, as an example. And so how could one relate to boundaries from a practice point of view? Mm -hmm. So again, I think it goes back to like, what is the intention? Is the intention to feel good in your body? Is the intention to lose weight? Is the intention to run a marathon at some point? So now we're training. So I think if you're clear with your intention, then you know what you need to do in order to match that intention. So if you're running for two hours a day and you're feeling worse afterwards, um, that's something to recognize. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about dopamine, right? So mm -hmm. that dopamine release that we get from various activities, like whether that's through pleasing somebody else or ourselves with food or something outside of us, an activity. And what they were speaking to is how we can discern um, how this activity that we're about to embark on is actually going to serve us is if we feel better after than we did in the beginning. So for 
the anticipation, maybe there's some stress around it, right? Like uh, I have to get up early in the morning and do a workout. But then after we know we it feeds us in so many ways, it gives us energy, it increases endorphins, it helps our body feel more grounded. We know that's a different kind of relationship to that dopamine aspect in the brain. And it's the same thing that kind of shows up when we say yes to something, we're getting feedback and we're getting this like significance. And that too is going to increase the dopamine. But if we're I don't know. I think I went on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't create boundaries in the direction you wanted to go. Yeah, I didn't create kidding. boundaries <laughs> in the direction. But just to complete that, if you feel better before, because then there's anticipation for something and there's an expectation, but then we feel worse off afterwards, we know we've crossed some boundaries. And then the brain will also then step up and give you that hit of dopamine in the beginning and then a crash afterwards. And then that gets reinforced. So really being able to discern intention, your values and yeah. what it is that you want for yourself can help the chemistry in your body also reflect that. That's where I was going with that point. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And, and when you really spoke about the intention of, of like why you're choosing mm-hmm. something for yourself and, and bringing it into your life, I think that's really important too. Mm-hmm. You know, how often do we say yes to something or maybe we say no, like that's another thing. Maybe yeah. we're setting up a, a too tight of a boundary. We're saying no to something. But how do we how do we get clear on what it is that we want to invite in our life if we're not actually setting an intention and getting mm-hmm. clear on our values? Yeah, and other examples huge. are, um, you know, when there's like a wedding or there's a gathering and there's, and, you know, truly from your heart, you want to connect with your friends and your family, yet there's all these other things that are also tying you down that you need to pay attention to in that moment. Do you say yes to the gathering? for that connection? Or do you say no for that moment so that you have space and time to become, have some more solitude, which is our our next um, topic, so that you can recover, like you were talking about recovery before. So I think Mm -hmm. there is, there's a need for discernment, like I thrive on connection, and I also thrive on solitude. So there's like this fine line between connecting with others and also being having time to connect to myself. Yeah. So I think that's pretty good on boundaries. So let's move into solitude since mm-hmm. you brought it up. So yeah. that being another self-love experience uh, that we can instill in our nervous system. Yeah. So I think in solitude, there's so much that can stir up. And there was a study done where um, people were asked if they would rather for 15 minutes um, be on their own with their thoughts or shock themselves. I think of women shocked themselves and it was more for men. Oh my goodness. I think it was in like the 60 or 70% shocked themselves. What were they shocking themselves with? I don't don't know. Well, like electric shock. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So they would rather do that. I'll choose pain over being by myself. Because they felt that that pain was momentary, whereas the solitude was 15 minutes of just being by yourself with nothing. I would love that. I would love that too, but not everybody would love that because it's going to bring up emotion. It's going to bring up thoughts. It's going to bring up the monkey mind and there's a lot to deal with. So I think solitude is a form of self-love because you're getting to know yourself and know what needs to be unraveled and know what needs to be let go of and know what we need to release so that we can step into this other space of knowing who we are and that brings us back to the boundaries that that'll make those boundaries even easier. Yeah. You, you get time to actually figure out what it is that you want and your values and your intentions for, mm-hmm. for how you show up for things. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that in the modern world that we live in. There's not a lot of solitude going on when we're 
scrolling through social media mm-hmm. or there's like entertainment all over the place. There's, you know, to-do lists and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we live in, in a culture where, you know, there's reward and victory for pr- productivity mm-hmm. and um, going within is a real, you know, pain in the ass when it comes to solitude, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or sorry, going within is, is a pain in the ass when it comes to productivity. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're missing out on all this great stuff that you could be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So solitude. So what does that mean? What does that look like to you? So for me, um, time in the sauna with like no, it looks like no, no boys. <laughs> no, looks like no <laughs> technology. <laughs> None of the boys around either though. Like, Cause there's just right. boys in this house. Like there's me and then two mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> I was kind of meaning from like a social media perspective and the noise perspective, like wherever you can be without noise. And this is what I used to love about the float tag. That's something I haven't right. done in a long time, but just that sensory deprivation from all of it can really help you step into this other layer of your subconscious that you just don't get any intimacy with and only in like maybe your dream state or when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. but you can bring that in um, your everyday possibly, whether that's going for a walk by yourself and just connecting with nature. But I think the big one in today's world is like, can you give yourself time without your gadgets throughout the day? Yeah. And that could be like journaling too, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Sonia and I both have a, a personal practice that we do in the morning where we incorporate some solitude into exercise of some sort. And, and those days where things get a little busier and I don't make space for mm-hmm. just quiet time, and like it could be meditation doesn't have to be it could be breath work it could be whatever it but could the, be child's pose for a minute literally yeah. yeah and the beauty is is that like the mornings and the days are so much better when mm-hmm. you've given yourself that space so mm-hmm. solitude's a big one mm-hmm. so next one on the self-love uh sort of creating that structural integrity within our mindset or heart is uh taking responsibility so taking responsibility can mean many different things um we we're referring to it you know, after this morning, it's about what's yours, what's mine. Um, how do we like reconcile the fact that we each uh, have different ideas about how things are going? Um, and so how can we take responsibility for our emotions and how we show up and maybe even like taking responsibility or yes, and taking responsibility for when we misstep with how we communicate. Mm-hmm. So taking responsibility is huge, especially in relationship. Yeah, this one isn't always the easiest one for me. Um, but yes, an important one because it. Do you want to say why it's not an easy one for you? Hmm? Do you want to share? Well, with we audience? have to unpack for like hours then of my childhood <laughs> and everything else. Read my book, you'll you'll figure it out. No, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Um, so yeah, taking responsibility. I think what that can do, if I were to embody it more, is to simplify life in many ways because then there is that discernment between what is mine what has been passed down what story am i carrying what is the other individual so that it can be an opportunity to heal what is still stirring within your body we had had a great conversation with simran uh, Mm. on a podcast and she was talking Mm -hmm. about soul contracts and 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 basically the short way of understanding this is that we, you know, come into our human experience having already a destiny, so to speak, laid out in front of us. Mm -hmm. And as part of this destiny, we've made contracts with other souls to show up at specific times in our life, maybe for a period of time, maybe as a, as an amazing partner, uh, maybe as a son or or daughter, uncle, aunt or whatever. So we all uh, um, have, 
made these contracts with one another and how we're going to show up. It could be in a really painful way. It could be in a really loving way. Um, but it, it allows us to sort of move into this idea of responsibility in that we meet our moments because we, we have decided that this is how our soul is going to grow, grow, growl, <laughs> growl and grow. Uh, this is part of our life experience. And so we've invited these circumstances in our soul has our subconscious has, you can name it, whatever you want, but uh, the people and the circumstances and the challenges show up in our life because we've decided that they're going to show up there. Hopefully I'm articulating that mm-hmm. in, in an effective way. And so that's part of taking responsibility is that I called this opportunity into my life so that I could grow so that I could learn more about myself. Um, and that's, that's part of this process of, of involution as she talked about in the, in the discussion mm-hmm. as well. And when we come at a challenge or circumstance with that kind of perspective, we can one appreciate our role in the process. And then two more empathetically appreciate the other person's role in this process. Mm -hmm. And so I think it it releases some of the expectation that people are supposed to behave a certain way because we agreed upon this and and we can release some of the expectation that, Oh shoot, I should have handled that better. Well, maybe you needed to go through that discomfort so you can gain some insight into how to take more responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think another layer to that is it brings in forgiveness for yourself and the other as well. Right. Because then it unties the grip of expectation. So then you can kind of weave in more of that space for forgiveness and understanding that um, one first has to happen for yourself, because a lot of that not being able to take responsibility is also always feeling like you're not enough, possibly being one of the triggers possibly could be mine. I don't know. But (laughs) so if you take responsibility, it's all your mind feels like you're validating that you're not enough. Mm. Right. So to reframe um, that into a positive of like that taking responsibility is now an opportunity to step into who I am meant to be. And that's to be able to be free of that chain of not enough or the story, whatever it is, story that I'm carrying with me into that moment. I think that's a ticket right there, Mm -hmm. because if we can see ourselves much bigger than the moment. Yeah. And we can see that this process of you know, involution or self-discovery, self-awareness is actually moving through this discomfort that's, that we're facing. We can stop blaming the other person so much or wanting to blame the other person so, uh, so much. And we can actually step into our own self-discovery. Wait a second. I'm actually going through a process right now. And I could take this opportunity to really feel what I'm feeling and then show up in a different kind of way where I'm not, you know, blaming someone else and I can take responsibility for, you know, how I, came Mm -hmm. into this moment yeah and then that takes us into our fourth step which um is honest communication because once you've taken responsibility now that communication can soften and it can be honest discussion on how one can move forward yeah so yeah i mean honest communication is interesting right because i think when we come in not setting our boundaries when we come in without having space or solitude to actually get clear on what our intentions are and whatnot, um, not taking responsibility, uh, maybe it's really like this self-preservation kind of, you know, mindset that we come in and that's mm-hmm. where like lying one, you know, could show up. We don't want to yeah. feel like we're ousted from the tribe. We don't want to feel like, you know, shame or, or whatever it, it may be. And, and so we just further distance ourselves 
from being honest with with ourselves with 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 the other person Mm -hmm. and so i get the preservation side of things of wanting to just make sure everything's okay and 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 people like me Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's one of my you know core things is i just want i don't want there to be negativity directed towards me that's a very uncomfortable experience and so you know anyways enough about me the point is is that when there's not that clear honest communication with ourselves getting clear on what's happening in this moment and then really like taking ownership you know i screwed up that that was all me i i could have showed up this way and i didn't um maybe i need to investigate why i didn't show up in the way that i did um it's so much more freeing to be honest like you're not delaying this this pain that will eventually have to come out. You're actually just going into it going, okay, this really hurts that I'm feeling this about myself. It hurts that I'm feeling this about someone else. Um, but the honesty in, in doing so is, is where you step into freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the opportunity that we all have when we, you know, practice these, these tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is that connected to self-love, having honest communication? Well, I mean, I think it's self-respect and on, on one aspect, because you're just being honest with who you are. You're being honest with how you're going to show up and you're, you're, you're getting an opportunity to love another because you've chosen to be honest. And mm-hmm. so you're, it's self-love because you're, you're choosing not to lie. You're choosing to be honest. You're choosing to grow and, and move through your discomfort. And so, and like I said, you're stepping into freedom when you're doing this. And, you know, essentially self-love is like, is, is having appreciation of what it means to feel free. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I connect us. Do you have another perspective on that? No, I think that's it. It's just self-love is that honest communication with, with yourself. So, and that goes back to, it kind of cycles back to what we were talking about in the beginning with knowing your values. So then, you know, your boundaries, knowing your intentions. So then you also know your boundaries and having that self-respect and then, this level of self-love is what's going to create that level of self-trust that we need in order to trust life and the world and those that we love. So I think this can all cycle back to itself. Mm -hmm. And I'd say like one thing on, on this discussion is how do you take that and and put it into food? Mm -hmm. You know, cause even like honest communication, you could see a chocolate bar sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and there could be aspects of you like, I, I just really, I, I need this energy right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or like, what are some of the stories that we say yeah. that would be really great? I haven't had chocolate in so long. I worked so hard at the gym this morning. Um, whatever our stories like we, that we tell ourselves. And, and again, that's another example of dishonest communication, because mm-hmm. if we're truly in alignment with what it means to be healthy and, uh, and again, it's not because chocolate bars are bad, but is something in alignment with what it means to be, to be me. And if I want vitality strengthen my immune system have sharp brain and feel like i can you know run a marathon or whatever i probably won't go for the chocolate bar right Mm -hmm. i'll probably choose something else and so i think there's honest communication and just how we show up in our moments in, in our life yeah 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 so those are the four elements that we hope you guys dive into the first one being boundaries the second one being solitude. Yes. And then self uh, responsibility and um, honest communication. So if you guys can step into those, that will help bring in that mastery of self and understanding. And that's going to just show up with self-love. Like you won't even have to think about this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we have to think about giving ourselves love, I think is telling us a lot about just society and culture and how disconnected we have become 
from ourselves because if we were more connected, we wouldn't even have to think about it. We would know the choices that we are making are feeding us, feeding our soul, we're nourishing ourselves. And then from that space, we're able to nourish the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's the, the, the four elements, the concept. So what are like, what does self-love on a say practical point of view look like to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it goes back to what we were talking about when we were talking about intention. So right, taking time in solitude to write down what is it that you want from life and how can you show up so that your, your life can mirror that for you. And then from that, you may be able, able to unravel some of your values, your intentions, your goals, like all these things. And then as you move through your day, asking yourself that question that is this aligned with what I'm trying to dream into my life. And as you answer, that will give you awareness of like, wow, okay, I'm, I am going for the processed food versus this other food. Like, what is that actually about? So we start questioning more and more. And I think just that questioning will be the first act of self-love, being able to question yourself without judgment. So I think that could be like the first practical thing that everybody does is just be able to question, not have judgment around the answer and just really understanding your story more deeply. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that you, you know, it's almost like a question that you get some of our people to ask when it comes to um, food, like, mm-hmm. does this nourish me? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of mentioned, like, is this in alignment with what my soul wants? Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are really like super powerful, clear questions, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds basic, but you may be surprised on what it may stir up. Yeah. So just be aware of that and give yourself that solitude time to journal on it, to process it, to maybe walk in nature about it so that you start to understand like where your stories have started and what's led to maybe us not having boundaries or not being able to admit when we're wrong or not being able to do all these things. Cause there's a story behind it. So there's no judgment on how all of this is playing out right now, but it's like, how can we unravel it so that we can step into that element of love that we all know we have. Yeah. And, you know, just to tie in uh, that solitude a little bit, I mean, so much of our life is, is tied to that sympathetic nervous system, right? That, that do mode, the, you know, fight or flight. And so it's really difficult if you don't give ourselves time to just get into that parasympathetic state mm-hmm. to really, you know, highlight what it is that, that is an intention for us. Like what is our value system? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are some of the things that we so appreciate when we get a, chance to be in our, our mastermind group or connect with other people and have these kinds of conversations because it stirs in this insight that maybe we just didn't give ourselves time to to appreciate and so mm-hmm. that that state of you know deep relaxation or or deep presence even with our thoughts is is critical mm-hmm. so there there's some states that that support that state of consciousness which could be a self-love practice you know journaling was one of them but you've got some other ones that you love to do and sonia sonia truly is like a self-love guru if if we could call her that she's so good at setting strong boundaries uh she needs a little bit of work on uh, taking responsibility as she mentioned not me um mm. but the other ones you you got nailed down pretty well and and it shows up in your lifestyle mm-hmm. um more so like i know a lot of your friends call you like your self self-love master as well it's like you you, mm. you know how to tune into that uh, frequency for those listening that know my story um, probably know that I I had to step into that because there there wasn't really a choice as I moved through my traumas and all the stories my divorce before and everything it showed Mm -hmm. me that this was the only way so I know it takes 
effort and time and um, self-realization to step into this. So it can feel hard to just step into this arena because um, all the excuses show up. Well, I'm busy. I've got kids and all these things. And really, there, there's always time for this because it could be literally two minutes in your day. And from that space, you create more of a practice. So for me, Nick was talking about our morning time. That is a non-negotiable every single day. It can look different every day, but it's a non-negotiable. So this morning, for example, I knew my nervous system needed extra support just where I am in my cycle and just with some of the things that were going on this weekend. So I did brain tap knowing that if I just <clears throat> sat there and meditated and did some breath work, I would still be maybe in agitation. I don't know. But um, I so then chose to use brain tap as one of our tools to help me get out of that space and more into that, that theta space that I needed. So I think there's so many things that we can bring into our everyday. It doesn't have to be a gadget. It could literally be staring out the window into nature with a cup of tea just for a few minutes. I was waiting for you to say tea. Yeah. Like, tea time. Tea, <laughs> tea time. time is mandatory for me every single day. So twice a day, three twice, times a day. sometimes three, maybe four. Um, so those are just moments, right? Those are moments that feed you and feed your soul. So if you can find moments that feed your soul every day, that in itself will create habit for self-love. Yeah. You're also like a sauna queen. Yeah. That's another I one. Like you're warmth. Likes warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Warms my soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So many things. And you know, obviously food is like a non-negotiable for mm -hmm. Sonia too. Like we, we just make most of our food. That's just mm -hmm. a reality. And we, we know when we eat out, which will happen from time to time, you know, we want to make sure that we're supporting our body. So we might use enzymes and that could be another thing for self-love, just knowing how our body responds to food. Mm -hmm. How do we be proactive to mm -hmm. support things? Um, so, I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, essentially naturopathic medicine really is like a practice of self-love. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So pick one thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sonia's ready to wrap it up. I can tell when she's like, okay, we're done. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. There's uh, a lot of conversations like this and more obviously on our YouTube channel. And uh, for those of you that want to do more deep dives, come join us in our Health Ignited uh, tribe. Mm -hmm. And for you women, I'm also starting that Women Unleashed tribe in July. So we are starting a wait list. Um, if you like, please DM us. DM us. DM. <laughs> DM us uh, so that we can get you on the list. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And please share. What do you do for self-care? What's mm -hmm. self-love look like to you? Maybe you've got a list of four essentials already and we'd love to hear what those are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited Podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.